Today on episode 430 of I Am Salt Lake Podcast, we are joined by local Utah cannabis grower Robert Allen. This interview was actually a bucket list item for me because I personally have always wanted to bring a local cannabis grower on this podcast ever since I started it eight years ago. Now that uh, we have medical cannabis here in Utah... We got one here on the podcast. It's something I deeply care about, and I am excited to uh, share this conversation. In this conversation with Robert, we talk about what motivated Robert to become a full-time cannabis grower, what it's like growing cannabis here in Utah, and he even shared some pointers on how you can get involved in the industry as well. Let's introduce ourselves, though. Let's introduce the hosts of the show, of course. My name is Chris Hollifield. And my name's Chrissy Hollifield. And I have to say, Chris, that this episode is so cool because it is a dream become reality. You know, it's you crazy. Know? People ask yeah. me, do you have a dream interview? Do you have a dream interview? And I never really shared this one with many people. It was kind of a faux pas But for a while. Uh, now that we have medical cannabis here in Utah, I wanted to bring one on the podcast. And Robert is a really cool guy. Yeah. But, you know, we, we did it over the phone because this is week six of the quarantine. We're figuring this out. It almost feels like it's only been a week in you know, a weird way. It's uh, it's like Groundhog Day over and over <laughs> and over again. I posted a meme of that actually on Facebook. Except on Groundhog's Day, he thinks he decides to like learn things during it and he actually does. And the rest of us are like, meh. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this to be over. I yeah. know it's serving good and I know it's we're doing a really good thing and not being selfish and staying inside so, you know, other people can get the care they need but i i'm i'll be happy when we can get back to life and, yeah and uh, it'll be nice to socialize again <laughs> it really will well if this is your first time listening to this podcast you might be asking yourself what it's all about this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people right here in salt lake city utah we talk to business owners comedians authors tattoo artists restaurant owners really anyone that might have a cool story to share all right, really quick, I want to tell you guys about supportsaltlake.com. Head on over there when you get a chance. Write it down on a piece of paper. These are the businesses that support and sponsor this very podcast that you're listening to. So when you support them, you're supporting the podcast. And we all know right now these local businesses could use your support. I mean, there are some great local businesses uh, that are supporters of this podcast, like Hugo Coffee Roasters. Cash, Anchor, Momentum Electric, so many great local businesses. Go check them out, supportsaltlake.com. All right, let's get into that conversation that we had with Robert Allen when we joined him on the phone and we got to talk to him all about what it's like to grow marijuana here in Utah. Enjoy the conversation. Thanks for listening. I like to kind of start even so, so listeners know where home is i mean it, did you grow up in utah or where is home for you so i was I, I was born in northern california raised in long beach um long beach lakewood area my whole life but i moved out here i have three children i moved out here when my last daughter was born she was two weeks old in 07 so i've been in utah for 12 years 13 years this april or may Wow. So, wait, how many years again did you say? 13. 13 years. So you've 13, seen yeah. So you've seen Utah go through a lot of changes throughout the last 13 years. 
Uh, I, yes. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know that I have, and that, that's kind of what leads me. You're a full-time cannabis grower here in the state of Utah. Yeah. What, what is the technical term, man? I'm going to be kind of a gonna, farmer, right? Yeah, man. Like what, what is the technical? Farmers at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I don't like to put on the the title as, you know, like a master grower or, or, you know, any of that nonsense. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm here farming the medicine, just a good old fashioned. What even got you into that? Do you, do you care to go back a little ways and kind of, I, I don't mind at all. So, so I, I come, my life was built around tow trucks and cars. Um, growing up, my dad owned uh, a tow truck company and uh, a repossession company. So obviously I hung out in that business my, my whole life. Um, my dad, was against the medicine. Um, I never seen him drink, and never seen you know any of that any of that nonsense. So, I grew up where you know the typical don't do that family. Um, and then, as I got older, obviously, I, the first time for me, I was thirteen years old um, smoking cannabis, and and pretty much ever since then. But you know, it wasn't until I become an adult and got away from moving out of the house and, and, and being like, you know what, this is what I want to do. I, I would love, this would be so cool to be able to grow this plant and make a living off of it, you know? Oh, exactly. And, yeah. and we're talking, this is back in 96, 97-ish, you know? Oh, wow. A, a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so obviously we, I, I played around a little bit in the backyard, you know, at, at, at friends' house and, and whatnot here and there. Never, never took it serious. Uh, even longer story short, I, I had a friend that did take it serious in the business, and I've known him since I was 18. And and I actually called him up one day and said, "Hey, I know that this is about to happen nationwide. I'd already been living here in Utah at the time. Uh, I was like, I know this is going to go nationwide. Let alone it's going to happen in Utah. I go, we may be last, but it'll happen. You know. Mm-hmm. So hey, can I come aboard? You know what I mean? Let let me come check out what you're doing and. And so I moved back to California five years ago to perfect the craft um, that I've learned, and and I couldn't be happier. So, so long story short, the dream started back in the '90s of wanting to do this for a living, and since then, you know, I've done so many different jobs, and and I've been a, a legal grower now for five years, first in the state of California, now here in Utah. So. It's just something that's that's in my blood. I've always had a green thumb. My, my wife trips out because you know I tell her I don't, I don't. If you guys want to get me a gift, go get me a house plant. You know, um, <laughs> it's just it's just what I like. I like I like the outdoors. I like nature. I like gardening, and I like cannabis. Now, where in California were you at? Um, started in Long Beach. Uh, a buddy of mine he started up in Redding in Northern California, and then moved the operation down to Long Beach. And then from Long Beach to a little town uh, in the tri-state area called Needles. I don't know if you're all familiar with that. It's next to Laughlin, uh, Bullhead City, Arizona, and Needles, Nevada, Arizona, and California. So that's where I just left, Needles, California. Okay, yeah, because I grew up in Southern California down in Ventura. So, I mean, I remember seeing signs for Needles and stuff when I would drive down there, but... uh, Dude, that is so cool, man. Like, you've been in the industry for a while. I mean, have you ever had a normal job? Or is it always... I've actually... Yeah, I was actually a, a carpenter for okay. 10 years of my life. Um, and then I owned my own repossession company for 
Uh, I owned it for five years. Okay. And and that's when I, I sold, actually sold that, sold everything, sold my house, sold my business, and moved back to California for four years to perfect what I do, you know? And so I just got back in July when everybody was putting in for their applications for their own license, for the cannabis license. Here in, in Utah? Yes. Were you part of that process? That was kind of a tough process to uh, to, so get a, to get what, a license. They gave eight, right? Did they yeah. give eight licenses for the whole state of Utah? For the whole state. And I think there was 81 applicants. Wow. And yes, I, I applied for a, a license. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, without getting too political or, or anything like that, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And had I known that, I would never apply because now look at me. I'm 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 now working for one of the eight licensees. Oh, I see. So you you didn't you actually get saying? the license yourself, but you work for a licensed company. Yes. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. And so you, I mean, is it okay to say where where you grow for Dragonfly, right? Correct. Now, yep. and they're uh, they're right on uh, State Street, right on uh, uh, about 700 South State Street there. Beautiful facility. Yeah, the pharmacy is, yeah, 7-Eleven South State, I believe. Yeah, yeah well, the, the pharmacy, excuse me. You're not there. You're not there growing. Now, well, you're out more towards, uh, obviously, we're not going to give you a location and everything, but I was talking to um, one of the guys there. He says you guys are out like towards uh, San Pete County area, right? Is that where you're growing yeah, out there? Yeah, we're down in Central Utah, basically, yep. Yeah, yeah. Why did you pick to grow out there, if you don't mind me asking? I personally didn't pick it. I, I came aboard the company in October, but I, I know the history behind why it was picked. And basically, you know, there's 62 acres out there with, I think, a property tax of like a thousand bucks, you know, per year. Um, so it's, it's very cheap land. And, and at the end of the day, the cheaper the property, the cheaper the product goes along to the patient. Yeah, the, the overhead is cut. And so you can actually offer things for a better price. Exactly. And at the end of the day, that's Dragonfly's goal. But me, aside of Dragonfly, say I wasn't with Dragonfly, I, I, I've given away more medicine than, you know what I'm saying? It's it just, I, I don't think, I, I, I like that they have done this and I'm a part of that because at, at the end of the day, it's not a choice that you need medicine, you know? Sometimes it's more than a choice, it's a need. And if I could give it away, I would. How many acres do you got growing? So out there, we don't, we haven't started. Everything's indoor right okay. now. But there's, I think it's either 62 or 68 acres is the property. Um, I think they took, I don't know. I don't, I'm not good at eyeballing acres, but I'd say maybe five acres. We got fenced in. That's, that's uh, indoor marijuana grow. Oh, wow. Now, we're also starting an outdoor project this year. So it's, it's, it's pretty exciting, actually. It's, as a naive person, is it much more difficult to grow it outdoors because we have kind of longer winters here and everything? Absolutely. Like they're, they're pushing me right now to put plants outside. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, it was 19 degrees out there the other day in the middle of the night. So yes, very difficult to, it's a very short grow season. What, what, when I grow indoors, I mimic the Emerald Triangle. That's what I, I take the Emerald Triangle nine month season Mm -hmm. And put that into a 10-week season indoors. It's 100% different, our, our environment out there compared to that. So when you say a 10-week cycle, that's from uh, seed seedling to uh, actually uh, uh, harvest. harvest, right? Is that what you mean? Clone, actually. Okay. Clone. And, that's, and it's, that's just my flower time. You know what I'm saying? So you have, so say, 
so you you cut a, you cut it. You have a big old mom plant. You cut a clone. You'll you'll put that, and it'll root in about two weeks. And then after the two weeks, that clone will get planted into some dirt or whatever medium you use. And however long you want to veg it, as we call in the trade, you'll leave it in the veg, and that basically just gets gets the plant to a certain size. And then you put it into flower. And when it goes into flower, that's where I say by 10 weeks. Okay. So I flower it for 10 weeks and then it goes to harvest. So long story short, it's probably about 10, 11, like 16 weeks from the time you clone it till it's actually harvested. You're a full-time grower here. Just, just, I'm just trying to kind of visualize what you do all day. Because you, you just water them, right? I mean, what is it? What is a day? What does a day look like for you? I mean, is it a is it an eight hour day, a ten hour day? Is it stressful? What are, What are you doing? Well, it's it, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> so, so before I came to Utah, just real quick, the company I was at before in California, um, for instance, when when we harvested, we harvested for thirty two days. This is all we have five rooms indoors, a four hundred light facility uh, i'm sorry a 200 light facility so you're looking at about 400 pound harvest okay so for 400 pounds and that's for us to harvest that it took us 32 12 hour days 25 guys i'm talking no breaks no days off no nothing you know so that's that's just trimming and harvesting that's now, intense obviously out here i'm doing it a little different you know i'm doing a, a couple rooms at a time so that way you're not working your butt off in those times but yeah absolutely it's a 10 hour plus a day job i mean i get up i actually stay on the farm for the most part um in my rv because i live in salt lake and it's 100 miles to my job so i'll stay out on the farm i get up at five in the morning i'm, I'm in the rooms by six um watering yes right off the bat you're getting your watering done and then and then it's all about I personally am looking, I, I put eyes and hands on every single plant, every single day. It, it's it's like a child. It's like people, I tell them when they come into this, you know, for instance, we have some guys uh, and, 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 it, and it snowed real bad. They were from California. And like, well, it snowed. We couldn't make it to work. And I was like, well, the plants don't know it's snowing. Do you know what I'm saying? You, it's, it's like, would you leave, would you not go get your, your three-year-old toddler a, a, a bottle of milk because it's snowing outside? No, it's the same concept. You know, I, I try to explain it as, as people. That's you know, amazing. To these people that come in, it's, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it works. Yeah. You take care of it, you know? Yeah. Next thing you know, they're driving in the snow. <laughs> Dang. And they're making it to work. So <sighs> it's definitely a, 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 I don't want to say labor intensive job, but it's time consuming. I mean, there's so much that goes into it to make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, I, I have 10 weeks to make it or break it, you know? So everything has to go right. If there's a problem one day out of those 10 weeks, well, that my end result is a problem, you know? You may not notice it as a consumer. But I notice it as a professional, you know. What is it that you notice? The weight won't be there. Um, it won't be as, as pretty, as potent. Um, I, I mean, one day is, is, is kind of ridiculous to put that as an, an, as an example. But, but say you miss, you know, for instance, we, had, we, we were running off generator power out at the farm for a minute because we didn't have Rocky Mountain. It took forever to get us. Um, our power, sorry, Rocky Mountain for that, but it took a minute to get our power. Uh, long story short, and, and the generator is, is a machine, so it naturally is going off and on. So the first couple turns weren't as good as they could be. 
the company I was at before, I was a part of winning a third place third place medal at the High Times Cup for the strain Garanimals. You know what I mean? And 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 when I seen the C of A for the Garanimals out here, is nothing compared to what as far as THC levels, cannabinoids, and all that stuff. It, it doesn't even compare to when I was growing it in California. If that makes sense, it's it's a it's just not as good of a product. As good as it may or may not be, it's it's just not there. What are the main differences that for that reason? Like the strain differences? Yeah. What do you mean? Like yeah, every strain is different. One hundred. Right. You know, they they grow differently, they yield differently, and and all that good stuff. But what do you, what do you mean is the differences? Oh, just I mean between here in California, growing for you. Gotcha. Well, see, I, I grow indoors, so at the end of the day, there's really no difference. Yeah, yeah, so, that makes sense. You know, I, I as long as the room is built to how I'm used to building them and and growing in them, then I can mimic everything that I was doing in California out here. Wouldn't the elevation play a factor at all, though? No, because because you're you're indoors at the end of the. I mean, I, I, I get it, people. You know, I'm no scientist, and I don't want to put my foot in my mouth and say it couldn't. It absolutely could, but I look at it at the end of the day like I'm indoors and a totally sealed, sealed room. Yeah, it's a controlled environment. Going out or going in, anything like that. Right, right. So I'm adding humidity, taking humidity out, and whatnot. You know. When did like all we were talking about strains? um, When. When did all of that come into play? Like, I remember like the time when it was just weed, man. You just get weed in a bag. It was just like dirt weed, dirt weed stems and and sticks. Or you had some chronic, bro. Like, and and there might have been some mids here and there, but that was it. You had three kinds. Yeah. And it's all fancy now. I mean, it's basically like wine, right? It's all the different strains, the different flavors, the different. The look is different. The smell is different, and the the effect is different. It's it's very intense. They all are genuinely unique, and and as a grower, even everything you said is correct. And then say, as a grower looking at the plants every day, they grow and look different. So taking it back to, to your question, yeah, we're talking the nineties, dude. To where, like I was saying, it was either your Mexican dirt weed, your middles, or your chronic, and. You know, when they started throwing names at me, like, yeah, I got this share blue chronic, chronic push. I tell them, you know, I don't really give a shit what you got, dude. I, I just, I just want some chronic, you know? Yeah. And then, and then as I started getting into it and seeing every plant truly is DNA different, genetically different, you know, it goes down to popping seeds though, to where that's why we pheno hunt because, and, and, you know, you say you got a bag of seeds of, of one strain, say granules. I got a bag of seeds of granules, and I pop a hundred seeds. Every each one of those plants will be a different pheno. So it's 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 wild how how it has become into this name game and this strain game and, and the constant breeding and and that kind of thing. And and it all all it is, is is to strive for the most THC at the end of the day. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Momentum Electric which you can find at MomentumElectricSLC.com. Momentum Electric is your local Salt Lake City electrical company with over 10 years of experience from Kevin and his team. Let's talk about some of the services that you can get at Momentum Electric. Maybe you need to add some wall outlets. Momentum Electric can do that. 
Maybe you want to change out or add some can lighting. Maybe you got a project going on down there in your basement this summer. Momentum Electric can help you out with that. Maybe you want to change out your electrical panel and service equipment at your house. They can do that. Did you just get yourself a brand new electric vehicle and now you need to install an EV charger? Momentum Electric can help you out with that. I think you guys get the idea. If it has to do with electrical, chances are Momentum Electric can help you out. Momentum believes in following the National Electric Code and doing the finest work to make your home more beautiful and more efficient. Momentum Electric has fair pricing and they'll never try and sell you on something that you don't need or doesn't work for your situation. They will always listen to your needs and help you solve your issues in the best way possible. Momentum will always treat you with the utmost respect because they want to create a lifelong relationship with you. Their website, MomentumElectricSLC.com, head over, head on over to their website, check it out. This is where you can get uh, an estimate, you know, from Kevin. But just give Kevin a call, though. This is going to be a better way to get a hold of him. 801-580-2430. That way he can give you an estimate for your job and see how uh, see what it would be like to work with him. Again, that website, Momentum Electric SLC, or Kevin's phone number is 801-580-2430. And many thanks to Momentum Electric for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's say somebody's listening, they want to get involved in the cannabis industry. And especially now, I mean, there's jobs opening up left and right. Correct. What What do you do, man? Like, do you just, you can't just go apply. I mean, I guess you can just like any other job. Or, or... Actually, it is just that easy. If you know who the companies are, for instance, in Utah, there's eight of us. So if you know who they are, most of them have a website like we do. Dragonfly has a website that you can go to and, and fill out an application as into to what you're interested in. We're lucky enough to have a cultivation license, a, a uh, pharmacy license, and um, processing license. So you could apply for three different types of cannabis jobs with one company with us. And, and it is just that easy. Um, at the end of the day, does anybody have experience? For the most part, no. This is such a new... Yeah, it's a completely new, new industry, really. Correct. Yeah. Brand new industry. So you come up and telling me, you know, you got 20 years of experience. Well, I better see some age on you and, and you better have some stories. And there's no way to prove that. So it's as we're looking for, I look for the, the individuals that are 100% truly passionate about cannabis, you know, or, or not just cannabis, passionate about uh, living things, plants, and, and, and that in general. Because, you know, like I said earlier, at the end of the day, you're, you're taking care of something that's alive that needs attention uh, every second of the day, per se, you know? Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter how much you like cannabis. If you don't like plants, you're, it's, it. it's yeah. farming. I mean, it is farming. It's just that it's farming. It's hard work. What are your thoughts on recreational ver- uh, versus medicinal? Like, I know Utah, we just got medicinal, and which is awesome, right? But then you got recreation over here, like in California. One hundred percent awesome. We got medicinal. So, so it's funny you ask that. I, I coming from California, it's so lax there. You know what I'm saying? It's so easy. You coming from California, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's a different world as far as the cannabis industry goes. It's more accepted. So I was in the I was in the medical industry, the the gray, as you could say. We 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 switched from black market to gray market to to white market. I'll call it. You know what I'm saying? 
black meaning the traditional old school gray meaning you were backed up with paperwork from dispensaries that you grew for with by lawyers but you could still lose your grow and 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 leave and then now we're legal so anyways in california it was all medicinal for me and i loved it that way because it, i was just accustomed to it and then they put out hey do you, let's vote for recreational i i was not for it i voted no i did not want anything to do with the recreational what I'm getting at is now my feelings have changed because I, it, it truly is a medicine. Whether you want to use it recreationally or you want to use it medicinally, I know for a fact that you need cannabinoids in your system. So I think it should be recreational just for the fact that people can go back to getting cannabinoids in their system. Look before the prohibition. The hemp grew grew wild. All the all of our all of our livestock ate it. You know, it, it, and, and then we ate the livestock, and then we got the cannabinoids, and there was no problem. There was no cancers. There was no autoimmune disorders. And then they pro, prohibition came. Now look at our problems. So, if recreational is what it takes for everybody to get medicated, I'm all for it. Yeah, wasn't there a thing about pigs eating y- yeah. hemp? There was something on the internet I was reading maybe a month ago about this farm that, uh, what do they have, like a barbecue or something? Like they grow pigs. Yeah, they grow pigs to cannabis sell. For, and, yeah, and, and they feed it cannabis and, and they're like, it's better tasting meat. Yeah. Even. Right. I, I can't vouch for it, but I, I believe it, you know? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop. The Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop's mission is to make Utah cool one dreadlock at a time while offering a clean, affordable, and professional experience filled with love and understanding. I can personally vouch for them because I was lucky enough this year to go in and have my hair done, and I got my dreadlocks done right before we had to start social distancing, so I feel incredibly lucky. I know the hard part right now is that we're all social distancing and things are closing down, But during this time, Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop is actually focusing on providing guidance and instructions to those of us who can't get in for maintenance for a little while. Follow them on all their social medias, SLC Dreads, and they can help you work through anything you want. And if you're looking to get dreadlocks done after social distancing, you can text them a picture of your hair and talk to them at 801-824-8298. Include what you're looking for, include your name, and wait for a response. They'll get back to you as soon as they can, and I promise they are so incredible at answering your questions and making you feel important and understood. So please, give them a text, give them a follow. SLC Dreads, you can see them at slcdreads.com, check them out on Facebook and Instagram, and send them a note. Thank you so much to Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You think everybody needs uh, cannabinoids. What 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 do you think some of the benefits are, like medicinally? I mean, I don't want to get too deep here. I was just kind of curious what if you've noticed some personal benefits or or if there's anything Absolutely. you want to talk about so, there. I, I got a couple personal stories. I mean, the, the cannabinoids, I mean, so obviously I'm no botanist. I'm no scientist. You know what I'm saying? But I, I know how to grow what I grow. At the end of the day, the cannabinoids, your body has its own endocannabinoid system to where it, it needs the cannabinoids. I can't explain scientifically how that all works, but I know it does. Now, the reason I say that is my wife um, was like, when I moved back to California, I moved back because I needed more cannabis in my life. And I didn't want to get in trouble in Utah. And I was, I was faced with the, do I grow it in my basement for my wife because I can't afford black market or do I go back to California and grow it legally? And so long story short, I chose to go back to California 
A, for my wife, and to learn my craft. So she's got an immune disorder called uveitis and iritis, and that attacks your eyes. Um, so with that, it has given her glaucoma, cataracts, and she's basically going blind at the age of 45. That oh, started wow. five years ago, so 40 years old. Um, this happened and it happened with a, a large pain in her eye. Thought it was pink eye, this and that. Ended up in the emergency room, emergency surgery, putting a, a, a hole in her eye to drain all the fluids because of pressure. Say it's supposed to be 12, hers was like 53. So, long story short, cannabis 100% helps glaucoma patients and 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 pain and, and everything of the sort, arthritis and whatnot. Me personally, I've always smoked uh, cannabis, and and I'm looking for the 30% THC, the 40% THC. You know what I mean? I want the highest THC there is. But I've recently switched to going half and half, half CBD flour and half THC flour. I got a real bad pinky that that I, I can't. If I hit it on the wall, it draws me to my knees. It's full of arthritis. Well. Since I've been smoking this half and half blend, I don't feel it no more. Very cool. So just having that in your system, I know it's doing good for me. And another quick little story. My my wife, okay, her mom is a twin. Um, her mom smoked cigarettes her whole life. May she rest in peace. She died about five years ago at the age of, I think, 65 or 63. Her twin sister has only smoked cannabis her whole life. And she'll run circles on anybody right now and still alive. So I've seen it time and time again. The stories can be told and told and told, as I'm sure you guys have seen it too. What? Look at Willie Nelson, man. That guy, he's he's getting up. There. <laughs> he's still right? going. You gotta love Willie, man. <laughs> you gotta love Willie. I mean, and and and, and even a little more in my time. Look at Snoop Dogg. Man, the dude's almost fifty. He, he don't look a day over thirty in my eyes. Wow, he really doesn't. He doesn't act a day over thirty either. No, I right? think. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I do know a lot of elderly people who really, it has made their life so much better. Like it's improved their quality of life significantly. And that is really cool. We look at the opioid epidemic and and, and most people think, you know, I don't know what your vision is of somebody on opiates or heroin, but you know, you think of your, your mid twenties guy living on the streets, hang out on heroin. You know how many elderly people are strung out on opiates and can't and, and, and want to get off them so bad and, and cannabis has done that for them. Yeah. Uh, opioids cause, I mean, even if they're diagnosed or even if they're um, prescribed correctly, they can create a lot of health problems. And yeah. so it's a terrible thing to be on for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, like you said, a lot of people, they, they have to find something else to replace it and wean off of them. And cannabis right. has been and amazing for that. truly in pain. You know, yeah. and, and you need something else to take it away. Yeah. Now, are you guys making the, the one? <laughs> are you are you guys making the like the the vape cartridges or or the carts out at the same place that you're growing, or is that a different facility that makes it a different company, or or how does that work? Yeah, no, we're it's all us. It's all in house, vertically integrated. But yeah, right now it's out at the facility. It's uh, at, at the grow, the cultivation site, but it is temporary reason is, is we're in the process of, of building a, a, facility, a processing facility, I believe, in Salt Lake somewhere. So right now it's at the grow, but it's just temporary. So you'd be hmm. growing in Salt Lake then? No, we'll continue growing. Oh, they're processing oh, in Salt Lake. Oh, we'll just okay. transfer the processing facility to Salt Lake. Gotcha. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. And just, uh, just for fun, do you have a favorite strain 
of uh, cannabis favorite. Uh, Dosey Dose. Dosey Dose. I'm not familiar Do-si-do-s. with that one. Dosey Never. One of well, my all-time favorites. Not like I'm an expert, but you know, <laughs> haven't heard of that one yet. It's. Uh, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Cookies Cookies family. Oh yeah, uh, Bernard, uh-huh. the rapper. It's one of his strains that that was that came out a while ago. Now it's been crossed with so many things, and, and what I find is everything it's crossed with is just amazing. One of my all-time favorite Dosey Dose. Dosey Dose is. Um, I sound like an idiot. I don't even remember what it's crossed with. I think it's like Forum. I couldn't even tell you. I don't even want to sound stupid, but yeah, my all-time favorite is Dosey Dose. Dosey. I mean, there's a there's a lot of strains, so that's fair. So, Robert, we like to get to know the people we bring on the podcast a little bit, right? So they don't just think you're some big pothead guy out, you know, sure. growing, growing weed. Like, what are some of your other hobbies and interests? Or is it just really all cannabis? Is that really what uh, completely keeps you busy these days? Well, yeah, 100% cannabis obviously is, is, is my job, not only my hobby. Um, I, I love it that much that I'm 43 years old and I've had several jobs in my life and, and for the last five years like I said I've been growing legally cannabis and, and I wake up every day still without an alarm with a smile ready to go so obviously cannabis is definitely one of my hobbies my other hobby is I like fish I don't like fishing I like fish tanks I like ponds really into fish tanks and ponds I got a big 130 gallon in my house and this summer I'm probably going to dig out a little pond in my backyard and and yeah, that's what I do. I'm also a grandfather of five, so any leftover time is with them. Oh, that's rad! Very cool, man. So it sounds like you got uh, you got your hands full. Totally, totally hands full. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would where would it be? I'd like to see Japan. See, say, mm. say that again. Japan. Oh, Japan. I Japan. Would love yeah. To see Japan. Very cool. Very cool. What about uh, most memorable concert or sporting event that you've been to? My most memorable, well, I did a lot of uh, uh, hype time stuff this year with the company I was with. So I got, to, I, I've been backstage with the game, Afro Man, uh, Burner, B Rail from Cypress Hill. So all of those are very memorable. The one here in Utah stands out. Uh, Kenny Chesney came to town about, I don't know, seven years ago. That was a good show. At the Rio Tinto. Did you listen? Be Real was on a, a Joe Rogan podcast, and he was Joe Rogan was telling him, I can't even keep up with you for how much weed you smoke. <laughs> Both that guy just smokes like boatloads of weed. I, uh, I can't even keep He's up. like Seth Rogan. <laughs> huh. A couple of. Yeah, Be Real has actually smoked some flower I grew, or, or with some concentrate that came from the flower I grew at one of the shows we were at. So nice. Kind of, kind of cool. How did that, how did he get that? Did you kind of slip it to him or did he? Yeah, he was walking by and we're like, hey, be real, check this out. And I said, let me, let me, let me get some. So sure enough, he hit our stuff and then he went back and, 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 you know, we didn't see him the rest of the day. And then it was a two day show. The next day, the vendors were there early. So next thing you know, he's back at our, at our, uh, tent first thing in the morning. Like, hey, I just got it. I need to, I need to get fired up with some of your stuff. So. Was, what a compliment. Was, That's so awesome. Right? Yeah. So there's a few uh, Salt Lake City related questions. I know you said you've listened to the show. You've heard us ask these on the show, Robert. Like uh, family and friends come to town. I know this isn't related to, to growing cannabis, but it's just fun to find out where people take like visitors to, right? We all have like a building or area of town or a hike or 
the mountains. I don't know if you have some areas you like to show off. I don't have any in particular. This The state of Utah speaks for itself. So I kind of leave that up to my visitors. We go do whatever they want. Downtown, obviously, is a great place to go. I, I love downtown in any city. So I'd have to say probably downtown Salt Lake. Very cool. Do you have any favorite local eating spots, like one or two f- places that you like to go eat at here in Salt Lake? I'm, I'm a big Mexican food fan. I like the red iguana. Oh, man. They very are. good. Very, very good choice. Well, it's, um, I don't know if you, do you have any other questions, Chrissy, before we wrap this up? I like to open it up. I mean, I'm sure there's like a gazillion other questions. I think we kind of got the gist of like what life is like for you (laughs) growing, growing uh, cannabis, growing weed here in Utah. Is there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't before we wrap this up? Nah, not in particular. Um, it, it, it hit on the subject. That probably sounded monotonous, but not, not at all. Not in particular. <laughs> I mean, where do you pe- where do you keep up on like cannabis news, or do you listen to podcasts at all about cannabis, or any any recommendations that you could give listeners, or do you just kind of do your thing and you got your buddies you call up, or how do you keep up on everything? Like, stay educated on current news. Exactly, all all of the above. I I'm I'm always researching. Um, at, at the end of the day, like I said, I, I'm no botanist. I didn't go to school for this. So it, whenever something arises, um, obviously I'm hitting the computer, I'm hitting Google, I'm hitting, I'm hitting everything trying to solve problems. But at the end of the day, anything cannabis related, if it catches my eye, I'm going to read it. You know, it's just a part of it to, to stay in the new and to know. So nothing in particular, but, but, uh, Anything cannabis related, I, I don't stop it at any of it. It's, if I'm looking at my phone, it has to do with cannabis. If I'm on the computer, it has to do with cannabis, you know? Yeah. It's it's who you are, like you said, right? Yep. <laughs> Living the life of a true grower, you know? It's, 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 not a, it's not a job, it's a lifestyle and an adventure. Now, usually I'll have people give like a website or something, like if they're a musician or an author, but you probably don't have a website or anything that people could go check out or a way to connect with you, or I guess just through Dragonfly, go check out the Dragonfly website. Well, I got my own, my own Instagram is about all I got. I'm going to open a a website because I do plan on, not plan on, I'm in the process of starting my own high-end hip line, 60 line, so they can reach me. At Redbeard Farmer with a PH for the farmer. If they wanted to hit me up, talk to me, see what I'm up to. It shows um, the grow I'm doing at Dragonfly, so on and so forth. My daily life is that that's where they can reach me. Chrissy has a final question that she asks everybody that comes through here. I'm going to let her ask it. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I always Thank tell you. people, you know, let's catch up down the road. But yeah, uh, see how things are going later. So, Robert, before we let you go. Could you leave our listeners with a motto or piece of life advice that you live by? Stay lifted and gifted, my friend. That's where I live by. Thank you again to Robert Allen for joining us on this episode. All the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our podcast website, which is at IamSaltLake.com slash 430. And we're going to have more quarantine edition weekly recommendations for you right now. 
Uh, this is fun. This is just, you know, kind of a thing Chrissy and I do where we share something that we've enjoyed or something that we've liked in the previous week that we want to share with you guys. So you can have fun staying at home. Have fun staying at home. <laughs> well, well, before when we started this, we just were recommending normal things. Right. right and right. now that we're stuck at home, we're like, well, we want to uh, kind of hopefully motivate you guys to stay at home a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't venture out into the world, you know, stay at home. Enjoy it your family. It would be irresponsible for us to recommend going on a vacation right now, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go on a vacation. But uh, what's your what's your weekly recommendation, Chrissy? Okay, this is silly, and I know everybody else knows it, and I'm late to the game. But my recommendy, my recommendation is going out and getting some sun. I actually weeded our yard yesterday for the first time in my life. I was impressed. <laughs> it's like it's like I kept complaining that I never had enough time to do stuff like that, and then uh, fate's like, oh, really? But it was super cool. I really loved it. I mean, I'm sore today, but being in the sun all day just lifted my spirit and gave me so much more energy, you know? Put a podcast in, get yeah, some man. of that vitamin D sunlight. You're good to go. I think they said vitamin D is great to, uh, for, the, for the Rona. Yeah. Let's great, go sunbathe after great this. To, great to fight <laughs> off the Rona. All right. My weekly recommendation is, of course, a podcast as I've been consuming a ton of podcasts during this quarantine. I discovered a new podcast. It's called Checking In with Susan David. It's a podcast, uh, The Happiness Lab. I don't know if any of you guys have listened to that show yet. I love it. I've been listening to it. Anyway, uh, Checking In with Susan David. She's a psychologist at Harvard, and she's offering strategies to cope with the heightened emotions going on right now with the global pandemic. Great podcast. I've enjoyed it. I, uh, I think there was only like four or five that were up and I'm waiting for more episodes now. And it was just kind of one of those things. She's going to do it as long as, uh, as, as she needs need. to do it. Hey, maybe it'll keep going even after the whole Rona. Man, the Rona. <laughs> the Rona. Well, before we leave you, we want to remind you that you can find our entire back catalog of podcast episodes at IamSaltLake.com. You can head over there, check them out. Be sure, be sure to share your favorite episodes with your family and friends. I am loving you guys for tagging us. I am Salt Lake on Instagram when you're sharing kind of like uh, an episode that you like. I've been noticing a lot of you doing that because you're stuck at home right now. Share those episodes on Instagram. Tag I am Salt Lake. We love seeing those. Anyway, you guys have a great week. Get out and get some sunlight like Chrissy was talking about. Support local. And we're going to see you on the next episode of I am Salt Lake podcast. And good night, Grammy.